Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Visit. The game is over. Paul George, money in the paint. But the post-game reaction has just begun. Kawhi Leonard is so smooth in the mid-range. Buttery smooth. This is Clippers Locker Room, a recap of today's game and a look ahead on your home for L.A. Clippers basketball. And now, your host. You, sir, are a bad man. Adam Oslin. Clippers lose their fourth straight, this time to the New Orleans Pelicans in downtown Los Angeles, 112-91. to Welcome into your postgame show. I'm Adam Oslin. Coming up, we'll get to your postgame box score. You'll hear from the head coach, Ron Liu, and the players. But first, back to your voice of the Clippers, Noah Eagle. So, Noah, the hope is this is just a tough stretch to start off the season. Normally, these things happen in the middle of the year once you already see what type of team you have. Uh, but the Clippers are obviously struggling and in areas that were strengths before, like three-point shooting. It's just bizarre to see. Yeah, that's really the bummer of all of it, Adam. You know, it's not really anything that, that you can say is a bad thing because they just are missing shots, and sometimes you just miss shots. But it's a bummer because that's where they excel. That's why they were so good two years ago. It's what basically guided them to the conference finals is they can make every open three that they had. They were setting team records for threes and everything else. And then this year, and even last year, they were still a very good three-point shooting team. They really were. They were still one of the better three-point shooting teams in the NBA. But right now, for whatever reason, they just can't find any consistency in that category. They came into the game shooting just 32% from three, making nine threes a game. They exit the game 28% today, 11 made threes, which was the highest total but on 39 attempts, New Orleans took three fewer attempts and made 15 threes in the game. And then once you get behind the eight ball as a result of that, that's when it, you start chucking, you start taking some shots you shouldn't take, you start trying to you know make some passes you shouldn't make, little things like that. And I think that's really the biggest problem for the Clippers is they've gotten behind and then you know normally the comeback Clips, because of that shooting, can shoot themselves back into games and right now they just don't have it. So... That, to me, if I'm looking at one area that needs to improve more than any other one, that's the one that I say, all right, this thing needs to get better. And if the Clippers can find that rhythm, I think a lot of this will turn around basically overnight. But 15 more turnovers tonight, it's better. It's an improvement, but it's still not where you want to be. You want to be around 12 to 13, i.e. where the Pelicans were today with only 13 on the day. I, I just There are a lot of issues that need to be corrected, but the shooting is what has to come first and foremost. Yeah, and outside of the game in Sacramento where he went off for 40, Paul George just hasn't found his stroke. He hasn't looked right. Maybe it's residual effects from the illness, but 5 of 19, he tried to get it going in that third quarter, I believe was 2 of 7, and when your superstar doesn't have it going, it's just tough to get anything to muster on offense. Yeah, I look, I like that he shot 19. I like that he took 19 field goal attempts. That's good. That's better. But it's still probably not where it needs to be, and only two of eight from three. I just, to me, he needs to be the focal point if Kawhi's not going to be in there. 
he is your star at that point. We saw this last year, and before he went down with the elbow injury, he was killing it. He was a, a legitimate all-star and, and close to that MVP range. He was just doing everything for this team, and that's why they were winning. That's how they got on that seven-game winning streak. He was player of the week in the Western Conference. So they need that level of Paul George if they want to compete with Kawhi Leonard's sideline. If Kawhi's going to be out and PG's going to play like this, they're not giving themselves much of a chance, even how deep they are. And look, Marcus Morris got off to a really fast start, had the double figures in the first quarter. He finishes with just 12 points overall. Yeah. Norm Powell, with another good game off the bench this time, has 18 points, but he couldn't hit those shots when they needed them the most. And John Wall was a little bit more quiet today with just eight. Luke Kennard was quiet off the bench with just seven. So uh, PG needs to be the superstar. Uh, he, you're getting paid as the superstar. You, you were traded for to be the superstar. Without Kawhi Leonard, you have to go out there and you have to perform at the highest level. Well, no time for the Clippers to hang their heads. They get right back after tomorrow in downtown Los Angeles. They welcome in the Houston Rockets. Tip time for that one on Halloween is at 7.30. We'll have Clippers countdown for you at 6.30. Noah Eagle, great call. I'll see you tomorrow, my friend. All right, Adam. Can't wait. Coming up next, we'll get to your post-game box score after the Clippers lose their fourth straight 112-91 to the New Orleans Pelicans, and you're listening to the Los Angeles Clippers Radio Network. George and Leonard running. You're listening to L.A. Clippers basketball. Lob it up top. Leonard puts it down plus the foul. Every game all season long on their official home. Clippers lose 112-91 to to the New Orleans Pelicans in downtown Los Angeles. Welcome back into your post-game show. I'm Adam Osland. Coming up, we'll hear from the head coach and the players. Let's get to your final box score. Clippers end up shooting just 42% from the field. They go, well, a more respectable percentage from three than they were at. They finish at 28%. They're still below even their average on the season, which is woefully low at 32% from the outside. But believe it or not, throughout most of the game, the Clippers were much worse than that. After starting three of six from the outside, they would hit just four of their next 26 attempts from three. They end up going 11 of 39, eight of 13 from the free throw line, even missing five free throws, and that's been a problem early on this season, just not doing the little things right. And, of course, 15 turnovers. A better number than 19 or 20, but still a little too high. Your leading score for the Clippers in this one off the bench was Norman Powell, who had 18 on 7 of 14 shooting, hit three of his seven takes from the outside. As for the starters, Paul George had 14, but on 19 shots and just has not looked right so far through these six games obviously he missed one of them but outside the game in Sacramento where he had 40 points his shooting percentage has been uh, precipitous it's been a huge drop off for him uh, and just two of eight from the outside he's in a funk as for the New Orleans Pelicans they get 21 12 and 7 from Zion Williamson 22 from CJ McCollum and they win 112 to 91 over the Clippers coming up next we're looking for post-game audio from Coach Lou and the players right here on the Los Angeles Clippers Radio Network. Oh, Paul George! L.A. Clippers basketball continues. Ice in his veins as he buries the three. On the home of your L.A. Clippers. Clippers lose 112-91 at home to the New Orleans Pelicans. They dropped to 2-4, and four, four straight losses for the squad. Welcome back into your post-game show. I'm Adam Oslin. 
Coming up on Clippers Talk, if you'd like to get on early, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Got a couple online already. You can also reach me at follow Adam A. Clippers get right back after it tomorrow in downtown L.A. They're taking on the Houston Rockets, currently 1-5. They play in Phoenix tonight, so both teams will be on a back-to-back. Tip time for that one is at 7.30. We'll have Clippers countdown your pregame show starting at 6.30 on Halloween tomorrow outside of Los Angeles. We are leaving you until then. Coming up next, the aforementioned Clippers talk, 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Clippers talk next. Welcome into Clipperstock. There's a new sheriff in town. You won't be able to deny it. We're going to go to the NBA Finals. I believe it in my heart. This is the best team in the history of the franchise. I am all about the Clipper Nation. Let's go Clippers! This is Clippers Talk. They're trying to win the whole thing. A post-game look at your L.A. Clippers. Recapping the game, the stars, and looking ahead to what's next. To hear episodes you've missed, subscribe to Clippers Talk on iHeartRadio or wherever you podcast. Now, your host of Clippers Talk, here's Adam Oslin. It's like there's rock bottom, 50 feet of crap, then me? I hear you, Clipper Nation. Nothing funny about this one. Clippers lose their four straight. They fall 112 to 91 at home to the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, 866-987-2570. is the phone number, or get to me at follow Adam A on Twitter. Coming up, we're looking for post-game audio still from head coach Teron Liu and the players after they make it four straight losses to start off this season where I would say their schedule has been more favorable than it will be especially as we start 2023 I didn't think there would be a chance the Clippers started any worse than seven and three in their first 10 games well that has become impossible with their fourth loss today to a team that I want to say is 8-1 and one against the Clippers in their last nine contests now. The team that knocked them out of the play-in tournament last season, keeping them out of the playoffs. And a team that didn't even have Brandon Ingram or Herb Jones. Zion was back. I know most of Clipper Nation just assumed, oh, of course he's going to come back against us. And he had 21-12-7, light work and 31 minutes. But I don't even think it was so much of what the Pelicans were doing as opposed to what the Clippers were not doing. They didn't have 20 turnovers or 19 in this one, but 15, still not a great number, especially after having just three in the first quarter. And they led for the first time in four games after the first quarter, 25-18. to Things were looking better. Marcus Morris was back. He had 10 of his 12 points in that first quarter. He tells you he only had two afterwards. In 27 minutes. Paul George was assisting first and then trying to look for his offense, which he could never find. Paul George is in a deep early season funk. As good as he was last year when we were talking about MVPG to start off the season before the elbow injury and the Clippers ran off seven straight after starting one and four, he has been in a funk. He's been down bad. Five of 19, 14 points. And just two of eight from three. And the Clippers, 
I would say their three-point percentage in the final box score is inflated compared to how it was throughout most of the game. If we're going to be accurate about it, at least. They started three of six. I thought there were signs that they were starting to heat up on the outside. And then they would hit just four of their next 26. That's 15%. They're down 15, double digits, down by 20, and they lose 112 to 91. An area that's been a strength for them for years with the same guys. It's inconceivable. It's unbelievable how their three-point shooting has been this bad to start off a season where they were 27th coming into this one, shooting 32.4% from three. And today they shoot 28.2% on 11 of 39 shooting from three. They were even worse after starting off well. And they missed a lot of open looks. I don't have the sport VU numbers yet, but pretty sure there were a lot of wide open misses. No one within six feet of the attempting three-point shooter. So Clippers in a funk as a team, but sometimes you go as your stars do. And I applaud Paul George for trying to get it going in that third quarter. I said pregame, he's got to put up more shots outside of the 40-point game against Sacramento. He was not getting up more than 12 in a ball game. He got up 19, but he only made five of them. And in that third quarter, I said it immediately. They were going to him right away. It was an extended possession. He eventually got a layup to go, but he ended up, I think, two of seven in the third and just never found a rhythm. Whether he was going to the basket or shooting from the outside, didn't matter. Out of sync, out of sorts a microcosm of what this team has been on offense. Defensively, look, they gave up 112 because the fourth quarter got away from them. But I think the Pelicans had 85 heading into the fourth. I should look on that. Clippers defensively, they were six coming into today's game. It's not the defense. I saw a lot of people talking about that after, a yes, a bad second half Thursday night in OKC. But the Pelicans had 78 points heading into the third quarter. They've been averaging 120 a game. They finished with 112 because they got out and ran, and the Clippers called off the dogs with four minutes left. They were down big. They got some of the young guys in there. And now I'm wondering, some of these young guys going to have to grow up fast? Is Brandon Boston Jr. going to be playing tomorrow against the Rockets? Clippers are on a back-to-back. Houston will be, too. They're, they play in Phoenix later tonight. But it... What point do you just try anything? And I don't think it's crazy in case of emergency break glass and bring out Brandon Boston for more meaningful minutes. I don't think it would be crazy if Musa Diabate got play at this point <laughs> with how bad things have looked. And they don't have a true backup big for Vita Zubats. He played 23 minutes, had just four points, missed a bad hook shot in the second half. And the Clippers' offense is stalling and failing them. They had a 15-point third quarter. And Paul George tried. And again, I like the fact that he's trying to shoot himself out of this funk. It's the only way to do it. It's just not happening right now. I thought Reggie had a nice stint early in the third. He had seven straight for them. He was carrying them, doing everything he could. But he finished with just nine points. And outside of Norman Powell, who dropped 18, I think had 12 of those or 13 in the first half, and looked really good when the Clippers were up by 11. I think it was middle of the second quarter. And I said on Twitter at Fall Out of May, they got to close out this quarter well. They got to go in with a lead. 
and instead they were tied up at 52. Third quarters haven't been kind to them, to say the least, and they lose this one. 112-91, fourth straight loss after they come back home with two days of rest after losing two in OKC. It was set up for a bounce back. I know Zion was back, but no Brandon Ingram. New Orleans is beat up too. There's just not a lot of excuses you can make right now for this Clippers team. Outside of, uh, eventually these shots are going to fall <laughs> because they have good three-point shooters on the team. They started off cold last year from the outside after having that historic season in 2021 from three. A top five three-point shooting season ever at over 41% as a team. Last season, they started off cold. But after the All-Star break, they became the best three-point shooting team again, and they finished, I think, top five overall in the year. The guys are there. In fact, they have more three-point shooters and guys who can put them up and put them in normally. It's not happening. And I can't even fault some of the ball movement because they were getting good looks. And if they're failing like that from the outside, if they're not getting them to go, it's a huge part of their offense. It's a huge part of the NBA now, but it certainly is a huge part of this Clippers team. And you're going to see days like this, four of them recently. Clippers drop to 2-4. and four. They lose at home to the Pelicans, 112-91. to 91. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. I'll scream here during the break, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. We're still looking for post-game audio for you right here on Clipper Stock on AM570 LA Sports. George and Leonard running. You're listening to LA Clippers basketball. Lob it up top. Leonard puts it down plus the foul. Every game all season long on their official home. Clippers lose again, this time to the New Orleans Pelicans, 112-91 to in downtown Los Angeles. You're back in on Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We got audio from Coach Lou postgame. And we'll get to that here in this very segment. But first, Javier and La Habra Heights start things off here on Clippers Talk. Hi, Javier. Hey, what's up, Adam? Happy Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, I mean, it's like... Who do you, I mean, who do you blame? I mean, it's never just one guy. I I know, I know it's not one guy, but it just seems like the whole team, right? The whole team is not playing well. I mean, just thinking about it, it's just my opinion. I mean, you think it's because of Kawhi, honestly? Because you come to the season, Adam, thinking you're going to have your two big guns, Kawhi and Paul George. And what happens? Right away, something's Something always happens to Kawhi. All oh, this or that and this. Well, and then it's not. That, it's I, not always the same. I mean, he's coming off an ACL injury. It's not a little ding. It's not like a lower back thing. It is an ACL tear. Let's just be honest about the severity of the injury. But it's been 15 months, Adam. I mean, to recover 15 months. So I what mean, do you do? You scream at, at your knee to make it to respond better. If it's not responding as well as we had hoped. As well as he had hoped, what can you do? No, I know, I know. I mean, it just—it is what it is. It's just that, it, it, you know, it just at this point. I mean, what do you do? Like you said, you got to rest them. But I mean, at what point are you going to rest them to what? What they're what two and ten? I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know what you're saying. It's what can he do? It's his knee. But I mean, it's just a mental thing. I'm thinking 
But with the look, they're players, not. They, if they get to two and ten, it's not because of Kawhi Leonard's not playing. They have enough guys, Javier. I think you would agree with this that they can win games. We talked about this being one of the deepest teams ever. They're just not getting the job done right now. Paul George was out there today. They're not getting it done. I mean, I mean, tomorrow's game against the Rockets. I mean, at game. this point, that that is a must game, Adam, because like that uh, caller of yours, what's his name, Lenny and um, in Inglewood, mm-hmm. when he called last time, he said, "Man, Steve Ballmer's got to start throwing some terrors, firing people, because there's no way they should lose tomorrow, Adam, against the Rockets." So, all right, all right, Adam. Take, take I agree with you. It's it's a must-win game. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Javier. I appreciate the phone calls always. Speaking of, speaking into existence, Lenny and Inglewood. Lenny, you're on Clippers talk. What's up, What's up Adam? Um, listen, I didn't even bother calling the last game when they lost against OKC because I was like, I'm not going to be the Debbie Downer dude. But like I said, man, I, I, I looked at the history of the NBA, and as of right now, We have no all-stars, and there's only been two teams in the history of the NBA that won the championship with all-stars. Javier, if Paul George goes for 30 tomorrow, excuse me, Lenny, Lenny. if Paul George goes for 30 tomorrow, is he an all-star again? Uh, To be honest, it's too (laughs) early because you got some ballers in the West Coast, man. Right now, McCollum is putting up big numbers. I, I'm just saying, can't um, we can't we admit that they have an all-star caliber player who had a 40-point yes, game yeah, and is that, not we playing that, right well right now? Yeah, That's we where do. it is. He, he, you're right. He's not putting up right now, and Kawhi's already missed too many games. To, I think to be an all-star, he's going to come back and you know go on a tear that we've never seen. I just don't see it. So um, Norman Powell was supposed to you know was supposed to put those kind of numbers up. We just this this I don't know, man. It's something that needs to change. And last time you talked about how Boston started out um, slow and they turned around last year, which they did. But you got to remember, they they made a big trade. They got rid of Dennis Schroeder and they got rid of that other of another guy, and they brought in um, the dude with the afro. I forgot from um, San Antonio. And it changed. And and, and and in the words of Ime um, Doka, he said, "We got more. Uh, we got addition by subtraction because." Shorter was hogging the ball, and the other dude just wanted to contribute. So I don't know what's going to happen, um, but, you know, at this point, uh, they're not even going to feel – if if we don't make a, a stand this year, they're not going to fill that stadium up. The fact, there's too much going on in L.A. This is supposed to be our year. Everybody knows it. Everybody's been talking about it. The Clippers have got to deliver. They've all got to deliver. Right. They don't – Okay, that's all I got to say, bro. No, I'm, I'm with you, Lenny. I'm with you. Call in tomorrow, man. Hopefully after the Clippers bounce back because they need to against a struggling Houston young team. Uh, one of the bottom dwellers in the Western Conference you would expect, but it's not like the Clippers can take anyone lightly right now. They're 2-4. and four. <laughs> You can't overlook anybody when you're playing like this, when you're turning the ball over. You're making teams better than their records. You're helping them play better against you. These self-inflicted wounds by the Clippers over and over again. And then just not hitting shots. It is a make-or-miss league. I hate the cliche. But when I pull those Sport VU numbers and we see how many open threes the Clippers miss by guys who are good three-point shooters, I don't know what to tell you other than keep shooting, keep firing. Eventually they'll fall. The law of averages will come into effect. It always does. I just brought up last season and how they got off to a slow start from three. 
All right, quick timeout. We'll come back. You'll hear from Coach Lou. Back to your phone calls, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. Javier and Lenny there, both checking in. Two of the regulars here on Clippers Talk after they lose 112-91 to to the Pelicans. Yeah, there's got to be a sense of urgency. they got to play with more intensity consistently for 48 minutes. Saw it in the first quarter. Midway through the second, it started to wane. And the turnovers, as soon as they started the second quarter, they had three turnovers in the first three minutes after having just three in the first 12. So the problem is, what do we talk about early most seasons? You're building good habits, good process. It's not happening yet for the Clippers. It's going the other direction for them. You want these things to become normalized or regular. Regular occurrences with these turnovers. Getting beat on the boards. The shooting, it comes and goes, but it's been lost at sea through the first six games now for the Clippers. That should mean it's returning soon. We'll see if it's tomorrow. More Clippers talk next here on Amp 70 Elite Sports. From distance, the odds-on favorite to hoist the Larry O'Brien. Heavily contested, and it doesn't matter. On the home of your LA Clippers. That's the standard. Those are the expectations. You just heard the promo. When you're the favorite, one of the favorites, and you start off two and four. I'm gonna get calls like I've been receiving tonight here on Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Not sure why we're in the club with Gronk, but get hyped for tomorrow's game. <laughs> Halloween edition. Clippers taking on the Houston Rockets. Uh, let's get a Morris in Long Beach. Morris, you're on Clippers Talk with Adam Mazen. What's up? Morris. I'm with you, Adam. Can you hear me all right? I hear you, Morris. Let it rip. You know, I was just sitting here. I was thinking about what are the biggest surprises in the NBA this year? And the Clippers being two games under 500, that's not the biggest surprise. Uh, the biggest surprise to me was, is who would have thought that Chauncey Billups, who's now coaching Portland, would have a better record than his former you know, uh, head coach, Tyron Lue. And then also, uh, Luka Doncic, first team All-Pro. I mean, really, it might be one of the first players you pick if you was to pick an All-Star team. Uh, he, he's got a losing record. Um, so we got a lot of surprises in the NBA. Now, the people on TV, the folks on TV are telling us that we're going to win the championship, but they're not the ones executing on the floor. And from what, I, what I've been listening to when I listen to my boy, you know, during the games, I like for him to say good passing. Oh, the Clippers are passing that ball. It's moving uh, from uh, each side of the court. I ain't hearing none of that. So what's happening well, is oh, they got – Morris, they had 24 yeah. assists and missed a ton of wide-open shots. The passing was fine. They got to knock them down. Well, I got to agree with you on one thing, Adam. I know you sound like a preacher, but you're right about this. It, it, it is a make-miss league. It truly, truly is. It is a make-miss league. And sometimes when you make a basket, it can be important for the psyche of the team. You're right, but they're not hitting it right now. But I'm not going to blame one guy. The, team, the Clippers going to get better. They got too much good material. Uh, but that is a surprise. Don't you think that, you know, 
Portland five and one, and Dallas under five hundred, and the Clippers two games under five hundred. It's a crazy league. That's why they play eighty-two games. You know, it's a long way. As a matter of fact, come see me sometime in February. What are we in April, uh, October right now, November? Come see me in February because that's when it really gets thick. Okay, Adam, you behave yourself. I thought he was going to say, "Come see me in Temecula in February." There, Morrison Long Beach, also a regular here on Clippers Talk. You're right. There are surprises, and the Clippers aren't the only team not playing to their capabilities yet. Golden State's three and three. Dallas is two and three. You brought them up. Utah's five and two. <laughs> That's been the biggest surprise, really, in the league. Uh, but the Clippers, the surprise is their strengths are weaknesses right now. Their depth hasn't been good enough. Paul George hasn't been good enough. They're not playing sound basketball. They're turning it over, and they're not hitting from three. That's what's strange. All right, Will in Huntington Beach. Will, you're on Clippers Talk with Adam Awesome. Hey, Adam, big fan of the show. Thanks for letting me call in. I just want to echo our friend from Long Beach, your points. Like, we talked at the start of the season how we're a really deep team. And I know Ty, like, he got on the J.J. Reddick podcast. He got on a bunch of stuff and said he wants to be patient. I'm all about that. But we're a deep team. We should have, like, open tryouts for these positions. Like, let's, I'm with you. Let's call the Adate up. Let's let Brandon Boston. Let's let Preston, like, if guys aren't defending, if they're not bringing the energy on the other side of the floor, then like well, I, I think it should be like re- guys are defending. Re-season. Like I said, they're a top ten defense. Defense is not the problem. I feel like when teams lose, you just say everything's a problem. Let's let's try to highlight what actually is. They are, I think, the worst offense statistically right now after today's game, putting them ninety one points. That's the issue. The uh, the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So I. I, I mean, just so you, I mean, you, I, let's start with what the actual like problems are, the glaring ones. <laughs> Do you hear Fair me? Well, I mean, I, I can hear it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk about shooting and like, I'm with you, like, you know, Paul George in a 40 point game. I just, I, I still, I mean, I, I know the stats say we're a top defense, but every time I watch this team, I just don't see the energy on that end, especially from like our offensive guys, like Powell, like Morris, et cetera. I mean, Batum had a block on Zion. They had some good plays early on. Zubots got into foul trouble. I, I've heard this before. Do they look like a top 10 defense right now? I don't know, but they are. Do you watch every team? Because the stats pay attention to every one. And I'm talking about defensive rating. And the Clippers were six coming into this game. They've been okay on that end. New Orleans been averaging 120, and they'd had 78 through three quarters. Yeah, they ended up getting 112 because the game got away from the Clippers. But it's a putting up a 15-point third quarter by the Clippers that got them in trouble. That's what's doing it. It's them on offense right now. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Then we'll play Coach Lou. That'll be the positive. Want to hear from that leader. I did see this from Paul George. Quote, this is from our friend Joey Lynn. Covers the Clippers for SI Now. Paul George said, quote, it starts with me. I was poor tonight. I've been poor the last couple games. I'll get it together. I'm committed to my work. I'm committed to this team succeeding. And I believe him. And we're six games in. Something's got to start, though, tomorrow against the Rockets. More Clipper stock next here on AM570 LA Sports. Running. You're listening to L.A. Clippers basketball. Lob it up top. Player puts it down plus the foul. Every game all season long on their official home. Clippers lose 112-91. Fourth straight loss, this time to the Pelicans. 
in downtown Los Angeles. They get back after it tomorrow, and they need to, against the Houston Rockets. They play later tonight in Phoenix. Here was Coach Lou postgame after the loss. Stands out from today's game. Um, pace, I think speed of the game. And, um, you know, just not and, you know, in the half court, not moving with pace and with speed, kind of walking through everything offensively. And so when we do, that's going to be tough to score. And then I think, you know, um, on misses, we got to be able to run and attack early in, in transition, which we're not getting out. All five guys are not running all the time. And then when we do get in the half court, we're just moving too slow. I feel like we've repeated a lot of the same talking points the last couple of days. I guess, what, what do you think, how, how does this change for you guys? Um, one, make some shots. That's one way. Um, two, play with more pace, more physicality. And um, three, play harder. <laughs> play harder. I mean, you know, you're in a hole right now, we're in a hole right now, and so... Um, we have to do these things every single night, which we talk about. And so either we got to get better at it or we got to do something different. And so I'm, you know, I'm not to that point yet, but we just got to do some things better. And we're not very good. They're not a very good basketball team right now. And um, we got to change that. What do, you, what do you make of Paul's struggles so far this season? Outside of the Kings game, I think he's shooting about 28% on the season. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, we have confidence in, you know, what he brings on both sides of the basketball. And um, as long as he's taking his shots, and I thought tonight he got his shot, he just didn't make. And so um, that's part of basketball. And so, but the other things like just taking care of the basketball, rebounding the basketball, you know, defending. And that's 1 through 15. You know, we can do those things every single night. And so um, that's what we're focused on. You know, I thought we got some open shots tonight that we didn't make. But... You know, just being able to, you know, enjoy the game, have fun with the game, you know. And um, so, you know, PG, he's going to be fine. Like, we know he can score the basketball, so that's not a concern. This Coach Lou post game. Paul George in a slump, dating really back to the preseason now. Clippers have a chance to turn it around and right the ship tomorrow against the Houston Rockets. Tip time for that one is at 7.30 on Halloween. We'll have Clippers countdown starting at 6.30. Before we get out of here, I do want to thank the Clippers organization, Noah Eagle, Brian Seaman, Ralph Waller, Big Brother Jake Warner, our head engineer at the Crypt. Back here we had Zach L. Caldy in for Katie Newton. Until tomorrow with the pregame show. Starting at 6.30, Clippers taking on the Rockets. I'm Adam Oslem. We'll talk to you then. This has been Clippers Talk, a post-game conversation about your L.A. Clippers with Adam Oslin. If you like the show, subscribe to Clippers Talk on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you podcast. They have the best team. This team has those championship ingredients. They have some of that DNA. You can see it. This is Clippers basketball. Join us next time on the L.A. Clippers Audio Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.